What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is the one you pay for, I guess, Bobby. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I, I like that title. For you, Bobby. That title. You're worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, uh no. <laughs> I got back from the uh, Jar- Germany, the Berlin uh, Go Fest, and we are about two weeks away from the Seattle Go Fest, which you will be at. That's the plan. <laughs> it's I, I'm. I, it's still kind of up in the air, honestly. But but yes, uh, I would like to. I would like to attend. Um, I know you're going to be. Well, you're going to this one. Are you going to all of them or or? Berlin I don't and think, Seattle. Sorry, I'm yawning. I don't think uh, tourism is still fully open for Japan. Um, okay, got it. I haven't. I, I, don't, I don't, maybe something changes in July, but last I checked, they uh, it's still business only. <laughs> well, it's kind of business. Yeah, <laughs> for you, uh, I guess. Right? <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good enough reason for them to let me in, but you know, I, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, just True. full disclosure for this episode, Niantic did provide me with a three-day ticket to play at Germany, and that's all they paid for for my part. And I have another, I guess, a full disclosure in the full disclosure, um, a normal person cannot get a three-day ticket. You are only allowed to buy one day, and then that's it. Although, I suppose if you had multiple accounts... Just against TOS, but if you had multiple accounts, you could buy a ticket for each of those days. The, like, three-day ticket was, you know, so you could make content and so you could do meet and greets and all that stuff. I didn't have any of that, right? Um, uh, They are paying for my Seattle experience. That was something they, they offered me. Um, But for Germany, this was, you know, I, I I'll be honest, I paid $1,000 to fly out there and then I paid... $400 for a hotel room. Um, so I guess we'll talk about, you know, if flying across the world uh, is worth it for a <laughs> Pokemon Go event. But uh, Bobby, <laughs> would you pay that much to go to Seattle? Uh, to go or, to you know, Seattle? Germany or where? Would you pay that much to play Pokemon Go? Uh, yeah, I would play that much. Well, it's not just the playing Pokemon Go part, though, right? It's It's like the whole experience, right? So you're playing Pokemon Go, but you're also meeting up with a lot of other people who are a lot of other trainers, right? You're meeting up with people who you've spent the better part of the last, I guess, six years, right? As of today, uh, getting to know just through the Pokemon Go community. I think for those reasons, I wouldn't hesitate, uh, you know, spending that much on an experience well, if you like read that. like the Twitter comments of the Reddit, the 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 events are only worth it depending on how many shinies you get. It has nothing to do with <laughs> the town, meeting people, traveling, just purely shinies, Bobby. Of course, that is the only thing that makes anything okay is how many <laughs> shinies you can get. <laughs> it's the only yeah, reason to play the um, game, right? I will say, I I did not get to really do the touristy experience of germany like a little bit right like i got in on thursday uh and i Mm -hmm. dropped my stuff off at the hotel and then i like niantic wanted to give me like a tour of the park and 
uh, while it was getting set up. And it was cool because they were like legitimately. I will say that every Niantic person I've worked with, they've like, and I've said this before, I think, on the shows, like they, they do genuinely care about the game and making sure the game is as good as it can be. Um, and we've talked about before how sometimes those decisions maybe aren't up to them. <laughs> That there are other companies involved, right? Uh, that make that that are in charge yeah. of a lot more than people think. But they were genu- genuinely excited to like show the park and the the habitats. Then after that tour, I needed to like make sure my internet for the backpack um, I streamed from was working, and I didn't have like a significant other with me to be like, let's do the touristy thing. So, um, like Thursday, I got in. Mm-hmm. Got the tour, got the backpack set up, and then was like, I need to go to bed because, you know, I have to get up early. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was literally wake up, eat, get to the park, work, get home, get back to the hotel, work slash set up for tomorrow's stream, and then go to bed. So my touristy part didn't really happen, but that was like my fault. That was a, <laughs> wasn't part of the Niantic situation that was just like, me working from day to night to try to, you know, provide content for Twitch or the podcast or whatnot. Right. Well, so so starting from the very beginning, I know right before you flew to Germany, you did a 12-hour stream, I want to say, on Twitch so that you could reset your sleep schedule oh, gosh. or maybe yes. so that you could sleep on the plane. So how did that... So I, I feel like there could have been some impact there on like how much you were willing to do once you finally got to Germany, since you decided to start your trip with staying yeah, awake for no, 12 hours. I think that, no, I, that, that was not regrettable. That was the right choice. Cause, um, my, okay. my plane ride there okay. was like eight hours and then I had an hour layover and then another hour or something like that. Um, and I don't remember that flight mm-hmm. at all. I remember, I remember eating very bad food <laughs> after like 45 minutes of takeoff of, I, there was like some noodle dish uh, and I remember the cheesecake being the best part mm-hmm. of that dish and then I remember waking up to a very bad breakfast burrito like six hours later and then we landed uh, yeah it was, it was <laughs> I think it was just cheese I don't think it was egg I think it was like mm. cheese and bread <laughs> but 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 I, I think I that's that. the, the okay. going back to like traveling to a city playing Pokemon Go and then exploring the city that would happen to a normal person because they wouldn't be playing mm, all mm. three days. Sure. Like you, that makes you, sense. You, yeah, definitely. You'd go for a weekend or something or a week, probably for something like Germany, you'd want to go more than like two days, but you might go for a week or five days or something and you play Pokemon Go one day and then you're touring around and hanging out with maybe other people who are still there as well for the next few days after. I think that this was the best go fest I've ever been to. And I've been to all of them. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and I'm also one of the people that like I went to that very first go fest. And I know I'm sorry people for that. say that, right? People say like I'm sorry, what a disaster that was. But I really think that first GoFest wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. And I was there. And I think that, like, what no one talks about is that there was two groups of people. Actually, three groups of people. There were, there were the, 
So at one point in that GoFest, it was around noon, because remember, GoFest started at like 10. Um, I got in at like mm-hmm. 8 or 9, because I asked, I also had a ticket for that. Um, so I remember at like 8 or 9 o'clock, the park was still like wet and muddy from the rain before. Um, everything was working. I caught a couple unknowns before. And there were, there were no Shinies at the event, also, remember, because Shinies were not available at that first. They just weren't in the game. Right, there were not even there weren't even legendary raids until after it until right right after it or um, at it or something. And then like so, my game was working fine. The park opened at ten. I remember I had friends in line being like, "This line is taking forever to get in." I understand that that sucked. And then like once people started getting in, nothing worked, and wasn't fully Niantic's fault because Niantic did ask AT and T and Verizon to bring cows cellular on wheels out to the park mm-hmm. they refused to because they were like we've had concerts and other events here before great glad you had concerts you know concerts don't involve ten thousand people sitting on their phone trying to use data at the same time <laughs> to play a game they're like <laughs> taking pictures or texting mm-hmm. um so not a hundred percent niantic's fault that verizon and at&t refused to bring out cows um but at a certain point, John Hankey got on stage after everyone booed him and was like, hey, we're giving everyone $100 in Pokemon Go money, which, fantastic. Two, the game will work mm-hmm. if you leave the park. We've made it work in a three-mile radius <laughs> of the park. Every th- all the spawns, everything will work. Just leave, and we promise the game will work. So there were three types of players. There was mm-hmm. the players, and there was a lot of them because I stayed in the park um to like talk to people um there were players that refused to leave the park because they 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 didn't believe john hankey they were like nope i paid for this experience i want it here in the park i refuse to leave and therefore i cannot play this video game there were another group of people that were so (laughs) mad that the first two hours were so lousy that they just went home and then there was the third group of people that listened to John Hankey and went out into Chicago and were able to play just fine. And I ended up going mm-hmm. out into the, the Chicago part around like four o'clock. The really, like I wasn't one of those stubborn people that were like, no, I refuse to leave. Like I was, I was like talking to like other content creators. <laughs> I was, I was like meeting people that were like, I love the show. I wanted to like try to say hi to John Hankey, which I ended up doing. Like, there were a lot of reasons I didn't, like, leave right away. But once I did leave, the game worked fine. And I ended up playing until, like, 2, 3 a.m. Because they were spawning raids all night. And Right. They kept yeah, it going, it didn't w- they, also? For, like, the whole weekend. The whole night it or was something. all of Saturday and then all right, of Sunday. Right. Um, so I actually went back on Sunday and I continued playing. And it was, like, a, until, like, 2 a.m. again. And it was, like, a, actually a really great experience. And... You'll hear from the people that were like, oh, it was so bad I left. And like, you're, yeah, it was bad for you because you, you didn't listen to John Hankey and you didn't just like go three blocks over where it worked fine. So mm-hmm. I, I still liked the first GoFest because it did, it did ultimately work. It just didn't work right away, um, which is kind of funny because that brings us to right. Seattle where half of the experience is in the city and half of the experience is in the park. And there's like a, there's an hour point of intermission and then people flip. So I kind of wanted to bring up that first right. GoFest because that was, or sorry, I want to bring up the Seattle GoFest because that was the first GoFest. Um, 
not in uh, oh right right like it was accidentally right it was it was go out into chicago explore chicago and you can enjoy your experience out there but well that's how the seattle one is but the berlin one wasn't like that right yeah like they're very they're different go fest experiences so the uh britzer garten garden um it was a fenced-in garden, um, and it wasn't because Niantic built a fence. This garden is legit fenced-in. Uh, they they had um, <laughs> multiple entrances. I think they had six. Um, and again, not Niantic's entrances, actual just legit entrances to the park. And mm-hmm. it was not open to the public. For the weekend, you could only get into the park for the ticket you had for that day. Um, but the park has a membership. And so if you were a member of the park, you were able to get in even during GoFest. So there's like in the... A lot of surprise <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, maybe. Um, there were... there. There's like a water park. Not like it's not a park, it's not a water park. Hmm. It was, it's like the, an area with a couple sprinklers that like shoot out of the ground. Um, and so there were a lot of kids in that part. Um, but yeah, there was, there were like non Pokemon Go players, but not like a whole lot. There was like a couple birthdays happening. It was, it was like definitely the people who had hmm. memberships were either like old people or like people with kids. Um, that sounds, that sounds like your typical park member group i would say and i would say that like the reason that the 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 tickets had like which entrance you went on to was just to prevent congestion from a specific entrance mm-hmm. and it sense. was it was pretty much like sense. there was a guy there they would check their your ticket they would give you a wristband they would let you into the park um they had a bag check i saturday was by far the busiest day um and as i was like setting up my gear before i walked in uh like the line was going pretty quickly uh, and i went to a different entrance every day just because i was like curious uh but like i think that part went pretty smoothly and that was like something they figured out of year two of GoFest, which was the first year they built a fence around millennial park and then the second year mm-hmm. they were like no fence but you can't see any of the spawns unless you have a ticket so people could still walk through the park and do all that right. stuff. And they had like that weird rule the second and third year of like, you can't have a bag. And if you do have a bag, it has to be clear. And it can only hold this much. Like tons of people had backpacks and just normal backpacks. And it was like totally fine. I don't know if that's like an American mm. rule because we're in Germany. But like that was like never an issue. Right. The The park, everything I like streamed my whole experience. The park was gorgeous. They did have plenty of cows. I think I counted six or seven. Um, although I think Germany had three cell phone services. It was Telecom, which is ultimately T-Mobile, Vodafone, and then O2. And I think O2 is their like Sprint. Well, Sprint is now T-Mobile. O2 is like their budget. America yeah. T-Mobile is like the budget, I guess. Okay. So sure. that that yeah. was um that was all working. Although cows aside there was still there was cellular issues for me day two um and i don't want to get ahead of myself but i had dinner with john hanky uh yeah what? That, that was that was Wait, weird I didn't know this that was like 
We were we were so Niantic invited us out to a beer garden on Saturday night. It was like me and other oh, content nice. creators, and I'm eating my chicken nuggets because I was like, I just. <laughs> Here's the thing in Germany that, like, maybe some people would appreciate I didn't love as much is it was, like, a lot of the things on their menu was, like, meat with sauce. And I was, like, I don't want, like, a huge (laughs) sausage right now in, like, dipped in sauce. I just, give me some chicken nuggies. Like, I just want something really light right now. (laughs) So I'm, like, Uh, eating my chicken nuggies and John Hankey is, like, oh, can I sit here? Which is, like, right next to me. Uh, anyways, he uh, wow. he told us that Saturday was the busiest day, and he said it was like three times the amount of people on um, that were on Friday. Uh, and I think Niantic told oh, us. Wow. I actually don't. I, I think it's okay to say because um, I think journalists will say there was um, about twenty thousand people that came through on Saturday into the park. And if you go back and you watch my VOD. Wow. Okay. Uh, for Saturday, it is it is like wall to wall people. This park is huge, by the way. I've got lost in this park multiple times. Mm-hmm. I watched other people's footage of the park, and I was like, I've never, I didn't even see that part. I was there for three days. I have no clue what part of the park <laughs> you're in right now. Like, I've never. There was a whole battle area, Bobby. <laughs> I never saw the battle area. I knew there was a battle area. I couldn't tell you where it was, but it looked cool when I saw somebody else like go to it. I was like, where was this battle area? <laughs> wow. I oh, it, was, it was such a big it park. It was huge. Um, it was huge. And so like I think they ended I think they ended up saying like there was like eight thousand people on Friday and then there was like twenty thousand people on Saturday and then there was like nine thousand people on Sunday or something like that. It was wow. absolutely insane on Saturday. And on Saturday I was hitting dead spots. Where like certain parts of the park, mm. I couldn't even stream. My connection would go out. Um, I could tell that the game was like really struggling to load at parts, and it was like right at ten o'clock, which is sorry, eleven o'clock, which is when the park they still had to do that early access thing where you get in at nine if you pay more money. Otherwise, it starts at te- eleven. Mm-hmm. So like right at eleven, it was like everything kind of just tanked, um, and there was like a there was a part of the park where things were better. And then kind of as the day went on, like two, three, four o'clock, um, like things started stabilizing again. But that initial like 11 noon one, it was not like the game was still playable. It was just chuggy. Um, and then I was just experiencing mm-hmm. dead spots with streaming. Just you have like 20,000 people in one place. Like, I don't know if like four extra cows alleviate that issue. It's just a lot of people. And like it wasn't. It was just, to me, it was too much. And that was actually a question that, like, John asked us at dinner. He was like, did you guys like how busy it was today? And, like, there was a couple people that said yes. And I was like, no. <laughs> Who likes how bu- what, what? That doesn't make... I mean, I don't think it would be incredibly fun if it's, like, too busy. I feel like it would just be... I don't know. I guess I don't, I guess I don't know. But I feel like if it's, like, too busy or too crowded or or, like the busyness is creating the game to run more slowly that wouldn't be a, a a great experience i mean i wouldn't want it to be empty but you know there's like a there's like a cap yeah i i think i looked it up after hearing those numbers and um i believe uh disney world the one in florida they see about 30,000 people a day mm-hmm. but 
Disney World is wow. probably, I, I'd have to wager to bet, like five, six times bigger than this park. This park is huge. There's a reason they picked this park. Yeah, yeah right. Disney World is like a city. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think like, like um, 9,000 people, it felt perfect. And honestly, if it was maybe like 12,000, 13,000 people, it would probably still feel pretty good. But there were parts on Saturday where you would like like turn your head. And if there was shade, it was like wall to wall people sitting or standing in the shade. And weather aside, because mm-hmm. like Niantic doesn't control the weather, at least not yet. Maybe one day Niantic will control the weather. Saturday <laughs> was like pretty hot. And then Sunday was even hotter. Uh, and Friday was perfect until it poured for an hour, um, and then it was perfect again, and oh. then it like kind of rained for the like the last hour, and then it was like good again. So it was like, like temperature wise, perfect on Friday, minus two hours of rain. Saturday like super hot and crowded, which probably made it feel hotter, and then Sunday, super hot, um, but not as crowded. So it was like. Every day had a slight issue. How big would you, or how big? What was your favorite Friday, day, would you say? Far Friday. That first day. Friday. Um, okay. The first day, though, like Friday, not everything was set up, though. And I, I don't know if that, I guess that would be Niantic's fault for not getting there earlier or contractors not doing what they're like like uh, the people who work at niantic aren't the people that are like setting up like the booths right like there's contractors that do that so maybe it's their fault (laughs) right right but like the (laughs) pikachu eevee area like the first day because there was gosh it's 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 like because there wasn't twenty thousand people because there was only like eight thousand people you could it, it you only waited in line for Pikachu and Eevee maybe five, six, seven minutes. On Saturday, you were waiting probably like 30 minutes or 45 minutes to see Pikachu and Eevee. And right. they didn't even have like on Saturday and Sunday, they had like actual a gated area to be like, this is where you wait in line. And they had like those tent things above. So while you're waiting in line, you weren't getting blasted by sun. On Friday, it was just like you just walked up mm. like there was no gates. Right? You just walked right up to Eevee like. There were things just not set up. And then they had like standees of um Blanche and and I can't remember the other name, Spark and uh Candela. And those Candela. were not even set up on Friday. So that kind of sucked if you wanted a picture with the them. Um Oh that's weird. They, they just, did, <laughs> they just yeah, like, they didn't, didn't have set, set up on Friday because they weren't done already. Uh I think on Friday the volcano wasn't shooting fire out of it. Or if it did end up shooting fire, it wasn't until, like, Friday afternoon. Because um, one of the areas was a mm-hmm. fire area. And there there were supposed to be, I think, six power stations. These are, like, giant Pokestops that have, like, the cords to charge your phones around. Um, and Friday, I only saw one mm-hmm. set up. And then Saturday and Sunday, magically, more were set up, like, overnight. So, like... <laughs> I... I Friday was still the best day. Um, also on Friday, all the merch was available. They had, um, I think they had seven t-shirt booths, which was actually really smart. So they had booths set up that only sold the t-shirt. And it was a different t-shirt than online. Uh, on- online, it was a black t-shirt. But in person, it was like this gray-blue t-shirt. Yeah. I saw people wearing that and then realized 
oh, there was some special, there was a special shirt, and now I'm mad that I didn't like Venmo you. Uh, to, I didn't get myself you, a shirt because I didn't, I didn't think they would sell out. Oh no! Uh, so they had they had a oh, merch man. tent which had um, you know, just. It, it it had official merch, obviously. Well, how could it not have official merch? It's an official Pokemon event. It had, like, plushes and ho- hoodies and a couple bags. And it, it so they had that tent. But that tent didn't sell the GoFest shirt. They had, like, seven tents just dedicated to the GoFest shirt, which to me is really smart marketing because you you don't want people mm-hmm. to... Be like, I want a shirt, but I also want to play Go. I don't want to pay. I don't want to wait thirty minutes in line for a T-shirt. But when you have seven of those booths and there's only two people or three people in line to buy a shirt, it's like, oh well, might as well just get a shirt now. But, um, right. All of those, all of those tents were closed on Sunday. They literally ran out of shirts. Wow. Saturday. So they ran out of shirts on Saturday. Uh, okay. Which, yeah. Wow. That's a bummer. Um, and then they had like. Seven informational tents, uh, which had people that would like tell you where to go. They also had people standing around everywhere that had like giant mm-hmm. info flags, and then they they had like a map and they would like tell you where to go or help you out. But the first day, the information booths were just purely information booths, and then the second and third day, they had like pins and like stickers that they would give out too. So it was, again, it was just probably like a logistics issue of. Um, well, well, like when I was there on Thursday getting the tour, um, I was with another content creator and they were like, Hey, can we get like a a free shirt or something? Is that too much to ask for? Uh, and the Niantic guy was like, well, we'd give you a shirt. They're just not here yet. (laughs) So I don't think the shirts even came in until like Thursday night. Wow. So I get like. So if you got the Friday, if you're if you're there Friday, you, you, it's a lighter crowd. It's not as busy. However, you're not getting the full yeah, full you're experience like 5% of, it. of it. And if you're right, right, and if you're there Sunday, it's also light and not as crowded and not as busy. But you're also like potentially missing out on anything that could have been yeah. like sold out by then. Okay, so which leaves you with Saturday where it's busier, but you're kind of getting the full experience and like, you know, I, I mean, it makes yeah, sense. Saturday, it makes sense to have. I think the thing that Saturday sucks about Saturday, Saturday too was like if you wanted food, like the lines for the food truck are just significantly longer. If you want to see Pikachu and Eevee, that's significantly longer. If you did want a shirt, that's probably long. Well, um, no, the shirt stuff was always pretty quick. Yeah, for an event where it's based around you playing a game and moving for as much time as possible, it is definitely a bummer when things that you do need to wait for are going to take longer, right? It just keeps you from really participating in the event. I guess you could say like stopping and eating and hanging out with other people that are there is also part of the event, but... I feel like if you're only there for so how okay so for one day how long were people playing for one for the one day that they were playing was it um, was it a full eight hours? I noticed that's that's a really good question. I noticed that even more people kind of I noticed people were heading towards entrances that were pretty much like the only were not entrances exits like there there's no there's no reason to go this way unless you were legit exiting the park. Um, like there are still Pokestops down mm-hmm. there. 
Um, but there's like no habitats down there and there's like no information. There's no water. There's no food trucks. Like you would only really be walking this way if you were exiting. And I would notice that people would probably be exiting around four or five o'clock. Um, and not at like six. Although on Friday, it seemed like a lot of people left when it started raining. Uh, and it started mm. raining, I want to say around two. And it rained from like two to three, and then it was kind of good. And then it was like very, it was like like drizzle. Um, and then it started mm. raining again at five. And then I want to say on Saturday and Sunday, the reason why people were leaving is because it was hot. It was like really, really hot. And at a certain mm. point, there were there were people that come into my Twitch stream and they'd be like, "Oh, you're so lucky you get to play all three days." And I, I yeah, I'm very privileged in that instance that I got to play all three days. But I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm not athletic, <laughs> or maybe I just have a very weak body. <laughs> but I don't know how you play all three days and not feel like your legs are going to fall off. My feet are my feet were blistered at the end. Like I <sighs> drank a lot of water and I ate as much as I could, so I had to like stop. Um, and you could see that on stream where mm -hmm. I like, will would stop for like 45 minutes to eat like a hot dog and just like sit down and, and try to, I, you just yeah, you better believe a hot it. Dog for 45 um, no, minutes. not a full 45 minutes, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> wait, wait in line, get a hot dog, sit down, yeah, eat yeah. it, like just chat with people. Mm -hmm. It's that makes sense. That makes sense. You walked a bunch, right? I mean, like, I think I saw you said you walked like. A hundred some odd kilometers. It was a uh, hundred and twenty thousand steps in three days. Uh, let me Jeez. see if my yeah, that's intense. Right. It's like I think I think that in the future Niantic could probably offer a like two day pass. I think that's a really good sweet spot. Um, but I think the other thing that why I don't think playing all three days is great because one, I don't think it's great for your body. But I think mm. the magic of GoFest just completely washes away on that third day. Cause like you're not seeing anything new. Like here the first day, you're the first day you're in, you're seeing a bunch of new spawns. You're like Pokemon you've probably never gotten before, at least for me in Germany, of like, oh, I've never gotten like a Panseer, like that's exclusive here. Um and you mm -hmm. have the you have the mission or the research. And the research is taking a lot of time, right? Like, not in a bad way. It's like, oh, go to this area, take a snapshot of this Pokemon. Okay, now go to the Molten Lava area, take a snapshot of this Pokemon. Like, it is encouraging you to explore the park and, and um, like, see everything. Like, the research I thought was really great. And then at the end of the research, you get this, the, the deer form shaman or whatever. Right. Did Was the research... Uh... Similar to the global GoFest where you no, got to choose different that was paths? A, that's a good like, question. I didn't even think of that. No, okay. there was only one type of research. That was it. Oh, what? That's a that's a little bit of... I mean, I'm sure this was all... Obviously, this was all planned out before the global GoFest, but that's a little bit of a step backwards from the from the global GoFest, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was only one step. It was nine steps. You had to get... You had to finish step four, I think, which was take snapshots. Um, and then everything afterwards you didn't mm -hmm. need the park anymore for. It was like, send three gifts, walk a kilometer, uh, the, spin five stops. Like, the, the, only, the first couple steps required you to be in the park, but after that it was like, whatever. 
I would assume, though, that if you didn't get past the snapshot in the park thing, that I'm maybe sure, the yeah, tasks sure. change afterwards or something. Because that's, I know they've done that in the past where, the, I forget which event it was, but there were event, there have been events in the past where the task actually changed once it no longer was, once the event was over. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Um, it was kind of weird for me because, like, it would, um, I didn't finish, I didn't finish it the first day. <laughs> Uh, I think I was on like step six or something. I think there was nine steps. And then the second day just kind of continued. Um, but I was past that threshold. So it would have continued for anyone. But yeah, I'm sure if your ticket ended right. and you so, didn't finish step four, it probably would have been like a new task because you couldn't visit those habitats. Right, right. So you didn't get having three days there. You and you didn't also get like the research three times. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, it was okay so yeah so i think like the first day you have so much to do you're like brand new in the park uh you're doing the research you're catching all these pokemon you're like trying to like i want to visit the merch store i want to see pikachu i want to like go to the trading booth i'm going to go to the battle thing like there's so much to do in the eight hours or however long you decide in the park that that is an incredible experience in in my opinion and the second day, mm-hmm. you you can still do the things you missed. Like, okay, I didn't see Pikachu on Friday. I can see Pikachu on Saturday. I I I want to try to get a shiny I didn't get on Friday. I want to go to the battle area that I don't know where that was, but I didn't get to do that. So I think two days <laughs> is a sweet spot. On the third day, I was like... Again, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm a bad player. I don't know. Maybe I'm not like built for Pokemon Go. I can tell you here. I got my distance. I walked 21 miles on Friday. I walked uh, 15 miles on Saturday. Uh, to be fair, I did have, I think, two meetings on Saturday that involved me to sit down. And then on Sunday, I walked 21 miles. So, wow. That's yeah. That's a lot. So again, <laughs> I lot feel, <laughs> and you can go back and you can watch my streams. I feel like I I was playing at an appropriate hardcore pace, but also I was like waiting. I was like getting water. I was like sitting down. I was like, you know, trying to take breaks. I was reapplying. Some, like I I did feel like I was playing at a healthy. I was playing healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because it like I feel I kind of feel the same way where when you have a one day event, there's a lot going on, right? I mean, there's there's new there's new Pokemon to catch or new shinies to try to hunt for. Um, there are, you know, you have your research, like you said, uh, you're meeting up with potentially meeting up with people. I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? Like as a as a normal ticket holder, you would assume that. Not everybody. People like to play alone or whatever. But I mean, I you would assume like a lot of people are try, are kind of meeting up with each other as well, and so I feel like fitting that all into one day is kind of intense. Whereas it would be kind of nice to have that spread out over two days, and also it would kind of guarantee. I guess most people probably do this anyway. They probably are spending a couple of days wherever that you know in whatever city they're in. But it would if it was a two day thing, you would definitely be guaranteeing people. Um, 
sticking around for a couple of days within that city, right? And bringing some revenue into that city for two days instead yeah. of the guaranteed one maybe, day. Maybe I'm actually um, the insane content creator because I felt like almost every single content creator I talked to, they like, they, they weren't even in the park on Sunday. They were only in the park on Sunday if they had like their obligated meet and greet. Um, or if they like skipped out a little bit on Saturday and then wanted to like get some more footage for Sunday or something. So I felt like I was like the oddball out but, here to play like from start to finish all three days. <laughs> right, right. But would you have done, do you think you would have played all three days had you not been if streaming? If I had not been streaming, well? honestly, I probably would have only been in the park maybe for an hour or two on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If I had not been streaming, uh, yeah, I probably would have used that day to explore Germany more. Um, but, mm-hmm. but like, I know that people who watch Twitch, they're not gonna, they they don't watch every single. Well, there are some people that watch every single stream of yours, right? But like, I wanted to showcase that park to people who would be tuning in for the first time on Sunday, versus like Friday. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That makes that makes total sense. I, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you're even saying that you would have gone like the whole day Friday and Saturday if you weren't. Yeah, I streaming. I think like I had really good shiny luck on Friday, and the I ended up only missing like one or two shinies I really wanted, and I ended up getting them on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I was like, well, okay, it would be really great to get like this shiny, I guess. Um, but like Sunday, literally, I didn't really have the, here's the thing is like, I feel like Pokemon go is really good when you create and make your own goals. Um, and people might have different goals of like, I want to get this much stardust or I want to get this much candy, or I want to make sure I, I excel candy, my semi seer or whatever. (laughs) But like, I think the (laughs) one thing they, that probably is good for go fest is not to have like that double stardust, double candy whatever because i think it does encourage a grind that something like a community has versus Mm. just having like a good experience and being around people that love the game uh which i guess then results in like there there are still the people that go to a go fest or how many shinies can I get? That's all I care about. I don't want to meet Pikachu and Eevee. I don't care about the Pikachu and Eevee. I don't care about the shirts. I don't care about the battle area. I don't care about the trading posts. I just want shinies. Um, and that's fine and fair. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, like I kind of got every shiny I was like looking for by the end of day two. And then on day three, I was like, well, I guess I could get like another shiny semi-seer. Like, I mean... I, I'm going to evolve this. Right. Like I've gotten to the point in Pogo where I don't care about a full family anymore. I'm just going to evolve it, get the dex entry, and then move it into Pokemon Home. What? No. You what, moved what away I, from... Oh, yeah, I what am I going to do with two semi-seers, then. Bobby? They're never going to be good for anything. They're just taking up space. <laughs> well, I you know. I mean, my whole thing is like I like to keep one of oh, each I so that it. I can take pictures of them. Although who's to taking be honest, pictures I of semi really taking a lot of pictures <laughs> lately anyway. <laughs> okay, so here's the Fair thing point. I will say about shiny rates, because we're forty some minutes in the episode and people want to know. 
I told you the amount of miles I walked. I ended up getting 24 shinies on the first day. And the second day, I got 12. And the third day, I got 10. I believe they call that, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, RNG. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, I did talk to some people that said they got five, they got six, they got eight. Uh, I met a guy that got 120 on one account on Friday. I don't and I didn't believe, believe it until he typed ridiculous. in the word shiny, and then he typed in the word age zero, and it said 124, I think, was the exact number. And it was pouring that day, Bobby. I want to remind what? everyone it was pouring that day. <laughs> wow. That is um Yeah, wild. so I got... I've been to every GoFest. Not count, well, let's just ignore the global online GoFest for a second. Mm-hmm. I think it's the second Chicago Go Fest. I ended up walking away with like 14. And then the third Chicago Go Fest, I think I ended up with like seven, maybe. Um, and that was a Go Fest mm-hmm. where somebody was mm-hmm. like, Are you tapping and running away? Or are you catching? No, I'm tapping and running away. I'm not catching these Wingles. I know how to try to check these Pokemon. <laughs> Sorry, you have 20 and I have seven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the first day I got 24, and then the next day I got 12, and the third day, and I, again, I would, I would say I played, I would say, here's the thing, though, like, I would say I played the hardest the first day, but I also was doing the special research, and I was also, like, first time in the park kind of thing, right? Like, still exploring it, still talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I felt like I got really lucky, and there were people that were like, uh, <laughs> there were people that were like, are these better than the global go fest like uh, increased shiny odds and i'm oh, like no i was like no i don't think so I'm, I'm it's probably exactly the same and then i got like three shinies in a row and they were like oh it's better it's better and then i went like <laughs> two hours without getting a single shiny and i was like I, I i'm just so tired of having like the rng conversation right well who what a difference does it make anyway like it ah uh, it's so it's frustrating when people are asking about shiny rates because i get it in one sense but it's like if you're gonna pay for this event or like would your like would you would you pay for uh go fest if the shiny rates were one in 50 versus one in 100 it's you a know, super like, good question who cares at the end of the day if you know unless it's unless it's something like you want just want shinies and we if you find out that there's no increased rate or something then you know that may change your opinion but you know where's that line because like after at a certain point who who cares what the shiny rates are i'll say that's different for like uh hatching eggs and stuff when they don't give you rates or anything and you're paying that but it's different for like an event right if if the event was just solely based around shiny pokemon it might make a difference but when it's just the annual hey go out and catch pokemon and have fun with your community kind of thing there's a point where it's like well who cares if the shiny rates are a little bit better than they were i don't for think they were better not. i think they were exactly the same i think i think i think the rates for mm, this were sense. exactly the same for the chicago ones i don't like what are they changing it to 
Right, like like if, if Chicago four no years ago it. was one in eighty, I don't think they're like, well, let's do one in seventy-five so the trainers feel just a little bit better. Like I don't think that's happening. I think it's just like, oh well, our global events are one in eighty, we're keeping it at one in eighty. Like I do not think that mm-hmm. the shiny rates at this event were better than the the on um, the the event that happened a month ago online. Big difference. Almost everything in this park could be shiny. There were no Alolan starters spawning. I, the only ones I can mm-hmm. remember that couldn't be shiny were Venipede and Helioptile. And I don't even remember seeing a lot of those. There were there were no Mudkips. There was no uh, Geodudes. There were no... Like, literally name a starter Pokemon. There was no Sfeels. Like, I'm trying to think of a community Pokemon that... There were no community, community Pokemon. There were no community Pokemon. Well, that's... Like, that's cool. That's an improvement. Like everything, global. Almost every single thing could be shiny. That was like that was kind of the thing about the event that probably made it feel "quote unquote" boosted compared to. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this. Like we talked of like you and I had that conversation of like let's look at last year's global go fest. Let's look at this year's. Like last year, sixty percent of those Pokemon could be shiny this year only 40 percent of those pokemon could be shiny and like 10 percent of those pokemon were community pokemon that we just had like maybe those weren't the right numbers but you know what i mean yep Yep. um so i you know i i think you make a great point like is somebody spending 25 dollars on a ticket because they're saying the odds are one in 100 are they are they pulling the trigger on it or they're being like ah one in 100 is not good enough it needs to be one in 80 or you know what people say of like oh it needs to be community odds I don't know if it needs to be one in twenty five. Like, it's it, it's not one in twenty five. I can tell you that. But also, like again, going back, right? I've done community days where I've only gotten three shinies. Um, I've done community days where I've gotten thirty shinies in three hours. Like, it's just eh. mm-hmm. no one should be buying a ticket, being like, "Well, if I don't walk away with this many shiny Pokemon, it's not worth it to me." Like, uh. You shouldn't be buying mm-hmm. a ticket on RNG. Like, sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, you're essentially like gambling at that point. I mean, gambling without the actual like potential of taking away anything tangible. <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you're basing if you're basing that on a return that isn't necessarily known, I, I just think that's like not the best way to go into. It might be the way people do it, but. Not the best way to go into really any situation. Um, and that this is coming from somebody who, by the way, <laughs> loves to gamble and also uh, play, you know, opens Pokemon cards a lot. So I know a lot about like going into situations without knowing what the outcome is going to be. But it's not really the best way to. I feel like you're not going to have as much fun if you go in with this expectation of like, I need to get this many something when it's like well they're, no. they're never gonna tell you Niantic doesn't even tell you're never gonna the know the, uh, like the when i asked about right. rates like, at global they said they said we don't disclose rates um which yeah and they said we can ensure that the rates are exact are working and then the next day they were like we can we can confirm that the amount of pokemon caught versus the amount of shinies caught were the same as it was a year ago but they're not going. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to get. It's not, not going to make anyone happen. feel better. 
the person who came into my stream that was like, I was at Berlin right. yesterday. I only got five shinies. If I was like, oh man, well the rates were one in thirty. Like, is he going to suddenly feel better that they were one in thirty and not one in a hundred? Like, no, he's not going to feel any better. Like the right. rates. <laughs> disclosing the rates isn't going to change right. anyone's mind if they had bad RNG. <laughs> I don't know how that dude got 124, right, though. Right. I'm still blown away how that dude got 120. I want to tell a story real quick because it does involve that dude. I'm in the Niantic booth. I'm talking to the dude who made, who helped make Campfire. And the reason okay. I'm talking to him is because nice. it's raining. So it's exactly, it's about five o'clock. The event ends at six. It's raining. I got throttled on my um, network because I bought a hotspot, a German hotspot, and they said 10 gigs a day. And mm -hmm. it's five o'clock and I hit 20 gigs. And then they start throttling me. What? And I was like, sorry, chat. Oh, no. We have an hour left. It's raining anyways. I'm just going to end stream. Everyone was cool with it. So mm -hmm. I, because we're in the Niantic tent, it's raining. I'm talking to Zenis, who is works for Campfire, and he, I don't know how it got brought up, but he said something about like, oh, like he brought up unknown question mark. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy that people are looking for unknown question mark. And I was like, oh, I have one. Do you want it? And he's like, oh, I don't have anything worth trading you for unknown question mark. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, you can just trade me a Pidgey. And another guy, <laughs> this German guy. It was funny because I, I, before I got throttled, chat was like, was there any culture shock that you've experienced in Germany? And I was like, yeah, this country hates AC. Mm. And this, that, that, this German guy looks at me, he goes, <laughs> we don't hate it. We just can't afford it. <laughs> but, um, uh, so I'm talking, I'm talking to the campfire guy and he was like, oh yeah, I don't have anything. Or question mark and the german guy chimes in again and he was like you have question mark and i was like yeah i have like 10 of them and he was like how do you have question mark and i was like i went to the chicago go fest it was the second go fest ever and it said celebi question mark that's mm -hmm. what the unknown spelled and he was like everyone is dying to get question mark and i was like what <laughs> and he pointed at a guy sitting in a chair and so I again I don't know if you've been to a GoFest, but they hand out these little signs that say like trades and then you write what you want on them. Mm -hmm. And what yeah. all he wanted was mm -hmm. unknown question mark. That's all it said. The German guy was like, Hey, he wants unknown question mark. And he said it loud enough where the guy looked up and he was like, Unknown question mark? And I was like, Yeah, I have one. And he like I've never seen somebody get so excited so fast. And he was like, oh, my gosh, this is the <laughs> one thing I wanted all weekend. I've asked so many people. No one has it. Do you really have unknown question mark? And I was like, yeah, I have 10 of them. And he was like, he was like, will you trade it? I will trade you anything for it. And I was like, y yeah, like, I, I don't like I didn't realize going in <laughs> that unknown question mark was so sought after. I only is it, was it only available that at Go that Fest second ever. Go Fest? Um, unknown exclamation mark has been at really? three, three events, but question mark has only been at one. See, I had an exclamation point from the first event it was at, the Anaheim... Um, yeah, it was for Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Was it the Anaheim thing? Yeah, so I, I drove up there and, and did ran around LA for four hours and caught a bunch of those. And so after the second Go Fest, I actually 
found someone on discord and met them and traded uh one of my unknown exclamation points for their unknown question mark um so that i could get one of them i did not realize that that was the only event that so, had unknown question so he marks. was like he was like i have something to trade you that you will not say no to and i'm thinking like <laughs> The one thing I'm thinking of is like, oh, like shiny Pikachu wearing the One Piece hat would probably be one of the rarest shinies ever. And I was the black yeah, hat one, one, which or I the had black hat one, or shiny Pikachu Libre. Okay, right. Um, but I was like, this yeah. dude wouldn't know that I care about Pikachu and that I don't have the One Piece hat. And he goes, I have this. Would you be willing to trade it? And he showed me Comfey. And I was like, I do want Comfey because it's only available in Hawaii and it just got released, <laughs> what, like two months ago? Um, and it's mm -hmm. funny because if you go back and you watch my stream when I'm talking to Tone Ring, I was like, I was like, the only thing I really would want is like Sigilith or Comfey, but no one's going to have them here. Flash forward <laughs> to the end of GoFest, I got both Sigilith <laughs> and Comfey. Dang. And so he was like, would you please trade me unknown question mark cut for Comfey? And I was like, yeah, man, 100%. And as soon as I started that trade, everyone in the tent realized I had unknown question mark. And I had 30 people around me being like, can I trade you for unknown question mark? Um, <laughs> but the guy who traded me Comfey was the guy who had 120 some shinies that day. Yeah. And oh, really? again, I don't know how he did it, but like. He was like, uh, he, he said he just went to Hawaii like three weeks ago. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, no, he didn't like seem like a spoofer or like anything at all. Like he was like legit there and he like we're friends now. And yeah, he has a lot of Pokemon caught and whatnot. That's cool. That's so Yeah, so I, I, tr I traded him the Comfey and then um, there was a girl that had, I was missing two other letters. I was missing Y and I was missing Q. So a girl had Y and I traded her question mark. and then. She was uh, no, probably tough to get. Q was in Ca right? wait, uh, been Quebec like... uh, in Canada, which oh, I got the okay. next day. Sure. And then I traded her for Y. I don't remember where Y was. I guess Q could technically be in the wild, too. Y was in, because I got a Y from someone who went to New York oh, okay, Comic Con okay. one year. Yeah, so, so she traded me a Y. y and then I ended up trading, I think, three question marks. Comfe, uh, Y, and then I think, like, I think I traded for a shiny Pikachu, like a shiny hat Pikachu. I just don't remember which one. And then there was a fourth mm -hmm. guy, and uh, he w he offered me a shiny hat Pikachu that was missing. And then our trade didn't work because like one of us hit the seven. And then and then everyone and then like I, he no. like he was like legit like upset about it, like not mad at me, just like he like yeah. So I was like, upset look, man, are you gonna be here tomorrow? He's like, I don't have a ticket. I was like, yeah, but you can beat me at like any of the gates. Oh, one of the persons. So yeah, so I traded Comfey, and then somebody traded me an un unknown shiny V, and then somebody traded me an unknown shiny A, and then I got a Y. Where did these? Where were? Wait, when did these? Uh, unknown all of the unknown shiny? at Berlin could be shiny. So it's spelled Ultra Beast. So all of those letters could be shiny. Oh right, and then the global ones could also. Yeah. That's right. They could all, I don't all know where be shiny the as well. V came from so, specifically. Okay. Oh, it was in Spain. Seville. Um, so it's spelled out Seville. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Uh, yep. So 
I said, look, just pick a gate. Tell me what gate you want to be at. Be at. I'll I'll meet you there. I end up meeting him there the next day and trading him for the question mark. Okay, so I traded all these question marks, right? I still had like six or seven mm-hmm. left. Somehow, this made it to Twitter, and I got like twenty DMs from people being like, "Do you have question marks? Where can I meet oh, no. you?" Like, again, I didn't know how (laughs) sought after question mark was. Um, I didn't realize I'm out of question marks now, by the way. I've traded all of them. My thought process is like I ended up trading them a lot for like shiny Pikachus. I was missing like I ended up getting the one piece Pikachu. I got the little like Zarud Pikachu, the one where he has like the little whale more pale because of the movie. Um, Like I got like other Pikachus. Mm, Right. Yep. Like they're going to do question mark again. Like what 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 am I holding on to at this point? <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, yeah, right. Eventually they will. I'm just checking mine and I realized that I did not favorite my question mark. Yeah. And now I'm definitely going to do that so I don't accidentally transfer it. <laughs> the, the second day, though, because the first day I totally didn't. The first day I didn't even like go to the trading booth at all. But after having such a good experience trading in that tent, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the trading booth. I'm going to see if I can actually find Sigilith or or any of these other Pokemon I'm missing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I have question mark. People want question mark, right? Like I, I, I have it. And so like, I went to the trading booth and it just like felt like speed dating. Like you're just like walking up to somebody being like, <laughs> Hey, do you have this? Or they'll walk up to you and they'll be like, Hey, you have this. I want to tra-. And it was just like, <laughs> we're, we're like going between and, and no one, I, I have literally everything people want. Like, people want Tauros, they want Carnivine, they mm. want Bufalant, they want Pachirisu, they want Torkoal, they want, like, I have, they want, they want, that's they true. want, I didn't even think about or that. Corios, they want Furfrus, they want Flabebes, like, anything that is region specific, people want. And it's, it's like moments like that where I think the region specific stuff actually is really cool. And I know there's a bunch of people that are like, I hate region mm-hmm. specifics. I'm never going to go to Japan. Yeah, I get it. But like the whole like I'm missing this trading situation is like just like every time I do it, it's always like a really fun and great experience. And it's like I'm super happy. They're super happy. Um, there are like people there that are like, oh, I'm just looking for shiny legends or I'm just looking for, you know, shiny Uxie or whatever. Um but almost a lot, almost mm-hmm. every single person was like Sigilith, uh, Comfey, Buffalant, Carnivine, um, Egypt Furfru, or whatever. Right, the Furfru. Yeah. Those are the other ones that I feel like would be and tougher to come by. And I'm just like reading everything, and I have everything that people want. I mean, minus the Sigilith. But no one has what I want, <laughs> right? No one has. No one has unknown Q. The last one I'm missing. I eventually found a Canadian that did. Um, and then no one had Sigilith. And it's like near the end of the second day, mm. and I'm like walking. I'm like walking towards not the exit, but like uh, this is going to be the exit I'm going to leave from. So I'm going to go out to this area to like try to like look for Ponyta. And somebody on their backpack, mm. they're like, they were looking, they said they were looking for Pachirisu, um, I think Bufalant. Horos and like something else and i was like oh, i have all of these pokemon and th- <laughs> yeah. they said that they had sigilith and i was like 
I'm like reading it and I was like, okay, it, it says they have sigil. I was like, I don't, I'm like, I've, I, I asked probably like 40 people at the trading booth for sigil. No one had one. And, pe- and that's what other people were asking for was sigil. <laughs> And I was like, hey, I like right. tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, do you, you have Sigilif? And he was like, yeah, we have a bunch. Cause we like, they were like, we went to Greece. And oh, I can't nice. remember what they, they seem like not French, but maybe Italian or something. I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, I have everything you want. And they were like, you have Pachirisu and Bufalant? I was like, I have literally everything you want. And they were like, we really want Pachirisu. And I was like, I, I got you. So I, <laughs> I ended up trading Pachirisu for Sigilith. And they were so happy. Uh, same, same with the question mark guy. He was like, he, I, he legit started crying when I traded him a question mark for Kumfei. Like he, was, like, he was like, this is the last unknown I needed. And no one had it. It was wow. an incredible experience. Um, and Right. Yeah, it it was like really great, and then it made me like think like I I threw away every Flabebe I had because I was just trying to make space. I forgot that Flabebe was regional. I did, I only kept like three furfrus. I was like I forgot that if I traveled somewhere, <sighs> I, I could change too. furfru and I could change multiple furfrus and then bring them back to trade. Like furfru is such a cool mechanic mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, but yeah, it was like the trading part of the game. It was just really like great. It made the like the whole experience kind of better. Like I, I think like I got the Sensei or a Choreo, the one from Asia. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is this one. is kind of cooler than like any of the shinies I got. Like I think so, like the Sigilith I got too. I was like, this is kind of cooler than any of the shinies I got. Like, <laughs> like cool. Mm-hmm. I got shiny man team. Yeah, but I also got Sigilith and Comfey. Like I think <laughs> the Sigilith and Comfey are way cooler than shiny man team. Mm-hmm. no that's like that's so true and there is because there's a there's a part of me i've always been someone as far as regionals go where i mean i'll never forget my first regional was far-fetched i, I went to hong kong and tokyo for my honeymoon caught a far-fetched that was very exciting right came back was super excited having that far-fetched and everything uh i always thought before it'd be kind of cool if the regionals were were regional for just a certain period of time and then, like, eventually became global yeah, in I mean, some Pachirisu way. And they've done that, that right? Like, they've, like, put them in 7K eggs. Right, or at an event or whatever. But some, even, even like, the Gen 1 um, regionals, they put them into, like, an egg event, right? And then they were in eggs for a week. But I will say, like, you don't get those experiences if everything is available to everybody all at once, right? Like, you do that experience meant something to you and to the other people who got to do those trades. Uh, now the flip side of that is like, that's not a whole lot of people playing the game who get those experiences. Right. So it's like, I understand people who will, will potentially never have those experiences because they're not traveling in ways that'll allow them to make those trades. And so in, in their case, they're like, why can't we just have global trading? We they have it in the main series. Why can't they have it in go or, why do they need to have regionals? Like I understand those. Uh, I under I understand what those where those people are coming from, but I mean it is pretty cool that you get to have those kinds of experiences uh, like you had at GoFest. Yeah, that, I that's mean, pretty like, awesome. I think like a funny complaint I saw on like Instagram, like Niantic's Instagram or whatever is is like this is so unfair. Just make these events global, and well, well yeah, they one did. they did, but two like. This is like the same energy of like, 
my favorite band didn't come to my town and now I have to drive like two hours to see them. Like, have you just never been to a concert? Mm -hmm. Have you never been to an amusement park? Have you never been to like a sporting event? Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) what Niantic is doing with in-person events are are not unique or different in any way. Like, have you never been (laughs) to like EDC or Warp (laughs) Tour or Lollapalooza or like, Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to create an experience, and you have to go there for the experience, right? And that's why that's why I was going back to like, I wouldn't pay for a ticket for, like at the very beginning of all this, we were saying, you know, would you pay to go to Germany? And I mean, this you're talking about plane tickets, which is and the same for a concert that, for a lot of people. It's the experience, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the experience. It's not so much like, well, in a concert setting, it might really be because you want to see this band play. But it's the, it's the whole experience, right? It's not just, oh, I get to go to Germany and then play Pokemon Go there, right? It's, it's, it's everything surrounding it. So it's like, you know, I would never buy a ticket based on solely what's happening in game when, if it came to traveling somewhere, it would be based on, okay, what am I also going to do while I'm there? Whether that be hang out with people that I've, met online over the years or uh or go see a place right like it's like it's not that i'm getting to play on my phone in germany it's i get to also see germany uh and do that and and that's it's just a whole experience and it's so much more than just playing a game when you're going and doing one of these things yeah no i i agree i had such an incredible experience and i don't i don't think it was like, like I don't think it was just catching shinies for eight hours. At least for me, I for some people it probably was. Like, mm-hmm. that guy, I, I don't think any of definitely. those one hundred twenty four shinies was. mattered when when he got unknown question mark. I think unknown question mark was like right. No, that's true. The thing that made his experience, mm-hmm. and like even yep. even for me the like finally finding somebody who had sigilif and then they were like then like their partner had or choreo and then they're like the third person there had um star fur furu which is like the fur fur from asia and i did all three of those trades oh, in nice, a row yeah. all pachirisus all three ended up being lucky and that in itself was like this what? situation is more rare than any of the shinies that would have existed that weekend of getting three luckies in a row from yep. Like, and I know, like, one day that Sigilith will be available for everyone. There'll be some, like, weird event where it'll be like, oh, Sigilith is in raids or whatever. That's cool. These Pokemon mm-hmm. aren't worth anything. <laughs> right. I mean, like, everything yeah. is going to be available at some point, right? I mean, every shiny is going to be available in some capacity, uh, in some way that everybody's going to be able to obtain. But again, it's about those experiences, right? Like, you may get a uh, a sigilith like in a year from now, but you won't get it in the same way that you got this one, right? That's different. Like again, with my farfetched, I've gotten many, many farfetched since that first one. That first one still holds different place for me, just because of the memory surrounding it, not the farfetched itself, not the piece of data on the phone, but everything surrounding that is what is important about it. So yeah, it's different. Yeah, I I loved go fast though i thought i think the the park was gorgeous the park itself was like amazing how big the venue was was great 
I think the the one complaint I had, which again, I, a lot of the complaints I have aren't even Niantic's fault. The park itself was kind of hard to get to. Um, so it was it was south of Berlin, and Berlin has like a really great mm-hmm. train system. It's probably like on. It's probably like I think of Boston's train system and how good that is subway system, I should say, and it's like a million times mm-hmm. better than that. Like there are just so many different nice. trains that you can get on on and off at different stations. There was like two different trains that took you down to the park, probably a third one. Would you compare it to like Tokyo's train system? Um, Tokyo's, or is that it, I mean, more like trains than to Tokyo's me. train system? Like Tokyo has like okay. one train that goes around the city, wow. if I remember, and then the other trains like cross into it. Um, this had like two trains that went mm. around the city, and then other trains crossed into it. Um, so it was really great. Okay, but both trains that went down there, and I took both of them, they drop you off. 20 minutes walking from the park. Like, there's nothing that goes no. directly to the park. And the park is surrounded by, like, residential, like, really nice houses surround the park, which kind of makes sense because the park charges for a membership. Uh, so that actually kind of makes a lot of sense now that you think about it. Um, there's, like, one end of the park that yeah. has, like, grocery stores and stuff. But, like, there was one entrance where it was, like, you, you walk out and you're like, oh, this is all residential. I can't even, like, get a coffee because it's just houses. Well, all those wealthy That's people true. need to go get their groceries um, from somewhere. So it, like, when from my hotel room to the park was forty-five minutes. So it was twenty-five minutes on the train, and then twenty minutes walking off the train. And Uber mm. is it okay? Uber exists, and there's like a different version of there's like two different versions of Uber that are not Uber. But on Thursday, when we took an Uber from um, the Memorial of the Jews to which is like kind of the center of the city um to the Mm -hmm. park it took an hour and it was because traffic was so bad like there was no highway to take it was it was just straight south through two Mm -hmm. lanes of like standstill traffic and the uber originally said like 25 minutes which if you do map out your car Mm -hmm. it, it would say 25 minutes as well it's just you're sitting in traffic for so long and then we took an Uber back. Right. And again, we sat in traffic for an hour. So it's like, do you want a $30 Uber ride and it takes an hour? <laughs> or do you want a 45-minute train ride <laughs> where 20 of the minutes you're walking um, and that's like $3? Or you could be adventurous <laughs> and take the train and then take one of those scooters over. I guess that would only take you like five minutes once you're on the scooter. So that was like kind of like that was like the one problem with the park was the location. Like I I think of people that are like um that have accessibility needs and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that just sucks to be like dropped off somewhere and be like all right well tw- good luck twenty minutes to get there <laughs> right yeah that's a little bit that's a little bit of a bummer especially if if the park is well it was is the park a popular place. Because it seems like if it's popular, that they would just, in general, have like yeah. More I mean, ways to there, get there there was probably other ways. To, I maybe. know there was buses that went there. Um, and what from what I heard, like the buses got closer to the park than the trains did, but the buses were also like loaded with people, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like the Saturday had twenty thousand people, sure. 
Mm-hmm. I would expect that every bus was full on the way there and the way back. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, that's not really a Niantic issue as much as it is just the location. Yeah. I mean, I think right. of like, uh, where it is like the ones in... in Chicago and the like the, the, the trains and the buses like went right there. Right to Millennial Park and you just kind of like sure. walked up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Chicago yeah. has probably, I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Chicago or Berlin has worse traffic at this point. Like, both, both probably <laughs> equally bad. I mean, Seattle's traffic is also bad. Um, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like any of these places where these types of events are going to take place, they're in cities, right? They're not in rural middle of nowhere where there's no traffic or anything like places, right? So I think traffic is going to be and and also like so you're you're taking you're taking a bunch of people, bringing them to one place that's typically in the middle of a giant city. It is yeah. like you can't not have traffic. Yeah, in that I mean, situation, again, right? that was like the small minor problem of like I needed to plan an hour to get to the park, even though I was pretty. I guess like the flip side too is like when I was looking at hotels, I could get a hotel by the park, and it would have been a twenty minute walk from my hotel room to the park. But then I have to right. like take a thirty dollar Uber or a thirty minute train ride into the city. And it's like, do I want to go to the park mm-hmm. once a day and then come back to the park from the park once a day into the city where I would be when I'm not at the park? Or do I want to, like, go into the city in the morning, come back to the park, go into the back into the city in the afternoon to come back? So it's like, it's probably <laughs> better to be in the city. Yeah. Especially if you're, like, doing the touristy things the the day before or the day after. I don't know. It, it, it's like a weird thing. I mean... Right. Probably a problem at like every go fast situation. Like I think my hotel for Seattle is a twenty minute walk. And it was because the other hotel Niantic suggested was like it randomly got more expensive and that was like a ten minute walk and I was like, It's okay, Niantic, we can go to the f- hotel a little farther out. It's it's free for me because you're paying for it. I don't mind <laughs> walking an extra ten minutes. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um for sure. But yeah, I I I think the event was worth it. It makes what my takeaway also from like the perspective of people watching is it seemed like me showcasing the German or just go go fest in general was it got it felt like it got people more excited for Seattle. Mm-hmm. because we've gone right. over two years without a live event and now that they saw mm-hmm. how I, I'm going to be honest I think Niantic really kills it with live events I think they've figured it out <laughs> minus the first year uh, and I <laughs> I do think they make these events really memorable and I know people are like the the golf fest should have the same odds as community day or why why isn't why aren't they like community day or why do we have to pay or why isn't like I feel like there's a lot of comparisons to community day or to like other of these like smaller weekend events Niantic does but I don't think they even come close mm-hmm. to what 
kind of experience they're doing in Chicago or in Berlin or upcoming in Seattle. I really do think they they do feel like a paid experience. I think that makes sense. And I think that I mean, I, I haven't been to a to a GoFest before, uh, so I don't know. But anything that I've seen or anything that I've heard uh, from a majority of the people that go to these events, they have a great time, right? Like, and it isn't, and and they're not coming away from those events saying, first and foremost, I had a great time, and it's because I got thirty shinies. Or anything like that. It it typically the, the the people who I talk to who tell me about the experiences that they that they had, it was about the experience like in its entirety, right? Uh except for the first one. <laughs> but uh it's about the whole thing. And that's just not a, that's not something that you get with like a community day, right? Like when you come away from community day after the three hours is over, like it or not. Everybody goes on Twitter and says, I got this many shinies. I hope everybody had a good community today, including myself, (laughs) right? Like that's, that's like the like standard tweet after a community day. Right. Whereas I don't see that so much with the, uh, the in-person events. I do see people excited about their shinies and things like that, which is fine, but there's so much more to it than what you get from a community day. And in that respect, I think it's totally worth paying for versus these versus a free community day. The community days are great as well, but it's not anywhere on the same level as what uh, these in-person A couple side have. things before I forget. They're, they had like two or three areas of food trucks, um, and they had like ice cream pretzel like stands throughout the park. Um, they had dedicated water stations nice. where if you bought an overpriced bottle of water, you could walk over to their water stations and fill it up. <laughs> I don't think there was ever an issue where like they weren't That's working, nice. which reminds me of like Woodstock issues of like <laughs> Woodstock '99, where like the water ended up being out after like six hours of the first day, and they never fixed it. Right, right. They in the battle area, the one I couldn't find. Um, if you won three battles <laughs> in a row against other people just battling, uh, you would get a free shirt. Mm-hmm. If you just participated in battles, oh, you cool. would get like stickers and pins and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was like really cool. Oh, that's fine. Um, the, it, at the tents, this is what they had in Chicago. They would do something where they would like pick a Pokemon. Like uh, when I was at a tent, it was Agron. And then they would ask people on their phone, like who had like the heaviest Agron. So you would like check your, your, mm-hmm. your inventory and be like, oh, my Agron's like 600 pounds. And somebody'd be like, mine's 800. And then whoever, had the heaviest they would get like a shirt um so, again like super cool uh they had mm-hmm. um at this this was something they tried in Seville. so in Seville, at the start of every hour for two minutes they had like a wave of corefish spawn so every spawn would be corefish for six uh, for 120 seconds um and people really liked it and they did this for go That's fast cool. every day so at the the start of every hour for two minutes exactly, unknown would spawn. And that's how I got so oh, many wow. shiny unknown is because everything would be unknown just for two minutes. And when it was funny, cause that was one of the things John Hankey, when he was like sitting next to me, he was like, what was your favorite part of go fest? And I was like mm-hmm. the unknown thing. And I was like, I, it made 
it made you look forward to every hour of like unknown or coming for two minutes. I want to make sure like I'm all mm-hmm. situated. It was like something to look forward to. It was like really exciting. It wasn't this like thing with the global go fest of like, I really want unknown, but I'm only seeing like two an hour. Like it, it really like mm-hmm. re- it, it almost, it felt like it refreshed you every hour of like, I'm starting to get tired. Right. Oh gosh. Unknown are coming. Okay. Now I'm ready for unknown. Okay, I didn't really get anything. Okay, that's okay, because they'll come back in an hour. Like, it, it really felt like this wave of excitement that really kind of paced out the day. And he was like, okay, good to know. Well, you know, we'll write that down for next time. Like, <laughs> but it, that was like a really cool <laughs> thing. And it, I, I hope they do it for Seattle, because um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a known or whatever, but like having a single Pokemon spawn. Uh, every hour for two minutes was like for, to me it was like one of the one of the best things I think they've done in a while. Uh, surprise wise, yeah. Well, that's a really cool feature. I mean, that's a really cool feature. That's no, that's really, I didn't even realize that they did that. Um, but that's really cool. I, it kind of just like makes me think of uh, on a like in a bigger way. Like you know, you have like the spotlight hour, right? And like the spotlight hour is fun. Like. I don't know. It's like, oh, for an hour, it's just the same Pokemon, but we get to click on a bunch of the same Pokemon and maybe we get, you know, shiny. And obviously in those cases, like the shiny odds aren't changed for the spotlight hours. But that idea of a very short period of time, but a chance to click on a bunch of the same thing and see what you come up with is that seems very fun to me. So doing that like once an hour for yeah, a couple yeah. of minutes, that's really cool. Um, The, the other complaint... The one other complaint I have is that there were four biomes. There was like the windy windmill, the bubbly fairy garden, the electric garden, and then the lava cave or whatever. And mm-hmm. so unlike uh, the global go fest where it was four biomes, but the biomes would rotate once an hour, these biomes would have the same Pokemon mm-hmm. the entire day. And you physically walked between them. To get the spawns to change. So if you really wanted shiny mm. slugma. For example. Uh, you could just hang out in the fiery place. F- all day. If you wanted to. And you would probably. Uh, I mean based mm-hmm. on your luck. You would probably get it honestly. If you spent the whole day there. Sure. So that was cool. But there was like this weird thing. It took me a couple hours the first day to figure it out. Where you would see spawns. And you would be walking. And then all of a sudden new spawns would pop up. You'd be like, oh, I'm getting close to the electric garden because, like, electric is spawning now. And then once, like, the new mm-hmm. spawns popped up, like the electric, all the old spawns, like, let's say you were crossing over from the lava to the electric garden. Like, when you went to go tap on that slugma, it would despawn. And so what the game was doing is it you were, oh. you were walking past an imaginary line that would force the new spawns mm-hmm. in, but then invalidate the old spawns. Which like makes sense from a gameplay perspective, but it was sure. like really hard to tell in the world where the line right, was. Like where the line so was. So like, and I only yeah. figured it out because I ended up going all three days. I would imagine it was frustrating for people who only had one day. But I would after like the second day, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, specifically on this bridge, we're going to cross over, and so the spawns are going to be invalid. <laughs> so. 
if you right. didn't want that to happen, you had to like stop moving, check everything, and then be like, okay, I'm about to cross the bridge, which would then refresh and invalidate these spawns. Um, but like mm-hmm. that would probably be that would that is not great for somebody who like didn't figure that out, and then then they might have thought like, oh, the my th- my thing is broken. Um, there was no technical issues right. though, like. Incense worked. <laughs> yeah, worked the whole time. Incense worked the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming some people may think that That's like good. oh the game is broken, but it's it was just how the biomes were structured. So like yes, it made sense. I don't know how they like alleviate that or fix that because you're without like drawing lines either in the game or having like a sign. Mm-hmm signage being like oh you're you're now leaving molten <laughs> lava area right right was the where the incense was the incense one minute per spawn again or um, i guess you're all moving so it's it kind of you would feel like yeah i mean i was moving but when i was standing still no when i was eating I, i'd have to go back and watch i don't think it was spawning that quickly okay so maybe yeah. they, didn't, they didn't uh that makes more sense. You're you're at an event where you're potentially going to be moving for a majority of it, so probably didn't seem as necess- as necessary to make all the spawns yeah. be. There every were minute. um gyms throughout the park, um, oh, but really? they, I feel like they no they they, they put gyms in, but like during the mid part of the day, um, it felt like nothing was spawning, and I think that was intentional. Because, like, at the start of the day, mm-hmm. uh, like, before 11, there was a lot of raids happening. Like, Darkrai, Cresselia. And then, like, midday, it felt like there was zero raids. And then, like, the P- there was this park had a PA system, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then at, like, um, 5 o'clock, they would be like, we're having a big uh, surprise in the center of the park at 5.30. Please meet us there. And they did that every day. And then, because the the mm-hmm. the event ends at six, so at five thirty, everyone would gather to um, the center of the park where there was, I think, five gyms or four gyms in the ce- five five gyms in like the center, and they would all spawn legendary eggs at the same time. So it was like a just a combination of Darkrai and Cresselia. Like the first day, I think it was like three Cresselia, cool. two Darkrai. The second day it was like three Darkrai, two Cresselia. So they they forced the raids in at the end of the day every day but i think they purposely didn't put raids in the middle because i was again i was there all three days and i felt like from like noon to four good luck finding a raid um which Mm. i guess i know i I guess i can understand why they were probably making they were probably trying to like alleviate some sort of cell phone traffic plus like prevent people from being like well i see a dark cry raid it's supposed to be in this park why can't i get into this park kind of thing from outsiders but if you right uh like tone ring like he played with me on friday but he was out in berlin on saturday and sunday and he was like there's nonstop raids out Mm -hmm. here and when i checked campfire um and I like looked around outside of the park, like literally outside the park. It was like nonstop raids. So like they were definitely whatever like 
meter or like lever over at Niantic, like they cranked it up for Berlin. Like Berlin had so many raids Mm -hmm. constantly that weekend. It was just inside the park. They like cranked that lever down probably to like, I, again, I'm not sure why to like alleviate cell phone traffic or to push people out or to be like, we don't want people like remoting in here um i'm not 100 percent sure why like the dark rye and chrysella you could remote into them like right i did see that i did see some people remoting in it could have just been that like the focus of their event wasn't for raiding so they just you know like they didn't want to have a bunch of raids pop yeah, up throughout well, the entire they, day or something. there was that raid ticket where if you bought it you would get nine raid passes every day for the event um, which oh, yeah, it was I like I, I, I couldn't even use my nine raid passes the first day because they weren't spawning enough raids inside the park. And then when I got when I got out, hmm, I was like, <laughs> like it wasn't hard to find people when you got out. But I, like Tone on like Saturday and Sunday, he was like, oh, it was very easy to like burn my nine raid passes because everyone was doing raids in Berlin. So I think it was more of like mm-hmm. that. Like I think they did this in Philly, where before that Safari Zone got canceled, they sold like a city pass. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that was like, I think the ideal of that is like you buy your GoFest ticket and then you do like the $10 add on for the raid passes. So like you're exploring the city, you're exploring the city and you're like continuing your, your weekend. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You guys, you guys also yeah, got Feramosa, yeah. right? And people came into stream and they were like, where are the Feramosa raids? And I was like. Oh, it, it's just one Feramosa. It was through the research. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the beast a, ball. Research um, so oh, so right, that was so right. the nine steps of research. After step four was Feramosa, and then like step seven was like Shaman. Um. So like, mm-hmm. uh, Feramosa pops up, and you get like one beast ball. I think it's just one, and it's just instant catch Feramosa. That was it. And then you get like twenty Feramosa stickers. <laughs> I'm, I am, I am bummed at how slighted the Ultra Beasts have gotten from, like. Yeah, I mean, re, the, the story pick. with Re is there to tell the story. That's, like Professor Professor Willow is still dead. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I do appreciate Re like being there and everything, but like, come on. Like a little bit more than just oh here's Feramosa. Yeah, well, okay, I mean it. the okay, third <laughs> global Go Fest day is for sure going to be the three Ultra Beast. Right, I doubt there'll be Beast right. Ball. So I guess the the specialness of the Beast Ball is what matters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although, like, if you know the games, you know that it's like way more rare to have a <laughs> Ultra Beast in like a Pokeball yeah. than it would be a Beast Ball. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. I think that's my GoFest experience. I'm probably forgetting a bunch of stuff because it was a long weekend, but I Cowboy did. Head I'm, assuming, Cowboy Head I'm assuming that is going that to be cool. at Seattle, right? I don't think that's like, I don't think that's going to be, maybe that is, maybe I should have caught more Snorlax. Maybe. I don't know. I was kind of surprised that that was a thing at all. Uh, well, honestly. I've only caught one, so I have one shiny, one non-shiny. Great. <laughs> uh good for me for uh really stocking up on those i'm taking a big bet that they uh will come back to seattle (laughs) Um, otherwise uh 
Cowboy hat something else for Seattle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. They did have that set up where if, um, if you were invited to a cowboy hat Snorlax and you didn't have a ticket, you could do it, but it wouldn't have the hat. Yeah. So if I invited oh, you to one, I would get the okay. one with the hat. You would not because you weren't a ticket holder. Huh. Yeah, it's That's clever. Kind of a cool way to um, do it. To like keep it rare, I guess, whatever that means. I, I stocked right. <laughs> up on Panseers because I thought I was bringing Panseer back, but they just Panseer's just here now, so I guess I just throw those away. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much for that. But I mean, there is, like we were just saying, there is, even if it's rare, not Panseer, but even if it's rare for a minute, right? Like there's a potential for. A cool experience. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like, point. if right. for whatever um, reason, Cowboy Hat Snorlax does not come to Seattle or Sapporo, I, I guess I have, I guess it's worth trading, right? It becomes significantly more rare then. And then I could trade it for that yeah. shiny Pikachu Libre. Yeah, or you go on yeah, eBay and go. sell it for $150. That's what I want to do with my Pokemon <laughs> Go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ruin everything that you've attained so far by going and breaking TOS and Perfect. selling it on eBay instead. <laughs> um, yeah, that's GoFest. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll have more to say on in my Twitch streams or on upcoming episodes of the podcast as we gear up for Seattle. Um, yeah, Seattle going to be that different away, experience, right? though. Four hours in the park, hour intermission, four hours in the city, and or switch. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I have a meet and greet in Seattle. So that's... Um, shout out to the nice. one dude who came up to me in Berlin. He was like, oh my gosh, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he was like, uh, it was Will and Greg here. And I was like, no. And he's like, I love them. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then he was like, how, how is Irene? And then when he said that, Twitch chat was like, oh my gosh, true fan, true fan, true fan. Because he asked about Will and Greg and Irene. And I was like, ah, oh, true fan. Wow. Uh, and then I traded him a Carnivine because he didn't have one. And uh, he's now nice. walking with it as his walk buddy. That was, that was also go. a really cool experience. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But Niantic that is, is giving me cool. a meet and greet. So if people are coming to Seattle, I, I can say hi. That's awesome. Yeah. That'll be really exciting. All right. Bobby, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I am Pokemon Snaps, PKMN Snaps. Cool. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Dragging a Lake. Otherwise, the podcast on Twitter, PKMNCAST. Same for Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, I already said Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, otherwise, thank you for subscribing to either Patreon or Apple Podcast or however you got this bonus episode. One of those things. Um, and this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super effective.